0: Are you seeking meaning beyond work and consumption? Does it sometimes seem that instead of God, money rules the world and runs your life? Welcome to Faith and Money, Making the Connection with Mike Little. We are exploring the many aspects of our relationship with money within the grounding of our faith, our money beliefs, our sense of security, truly loving our families and making a difference in the world. Now, here is your host, Mike Little.
1: Hello and welcome to Faith and Money, Making the Connection. I'm your host, Mike Little, director of Faith and Money Network. Would you like to go meet the neighbors? The gospel calls us to love our neighbor and we know that that means all of God's children. But it's difficult to think about people, much less love them, when we know nothing of their lives, their hearts, or their history. What if we actually went to meet the neighbors? What if we loved enough to risk being a little uncomfortable? What if we began to see through new eyes and gain a new perspective on the larger family of God? What if we journeyed together to make friends, have some fun, have our hearts broken and be transformed? Today we're inviting you to imagine stepping outside your comfort zone and into the adventure of meeting some of your neighbors through a Faith and Money Network trip of perspective. A trip of perspective is an opportunity to spend eye-opening days with people who may not have material things, but spiritually are incredibly rich. In spending time together, relationships are born and nurtured, and knowing someone, caring about someone, changes the way we see anything that affects them, from the weather to international policy, and it changes the way they see the things that affect us. Faith in Money Network has led trips of perspective for more than 30 years to a dozen countries on five continents. But we return again and again to Haiti, deepening our relationships with some of our closest neighbors. Each trip looks different, of course, but the heart of the approach we use for every trip in every country is evident in the fascinating and moving stories you will hear today from two people who have led many of our trips to Haiti. Rev. Jaloki Desab is an ordained interfaith minister and an engineer. He's founder and pre- president of Connaissance Consulting, which provides international cross-cultural education and consulting to educational, religious, for-profit, and non-profit institutions. Jaloki is a citizen of Haiti, the Creole name for Haiti. Kim Montreux works as a fundraiser and board member for several organizations encouraging and accompanying individuals and organizations as they foster the inward and outward practices and organizational structures needed to bring visions to action for a more just and loving world. Kim has lived in Haiti and travels there regularly. Welcome, Jalaki. Welcome,
2: Kim. Thank you, Mike. Honor and respect to you, Mike, and to all our listeners. It's great to be on your show. Thank you. So
1: what are we talking about when we say trip of perspective? It's not really a mission trip or a guided group tour. So what is it? Perspective on what? What is the purpose of a trip of perspective?
3: Mike, these trips are a pretty unique chance to step away from daily routines and spend a week living with and getting to know people in a community We do trips in the U.S., but we're talking about Haiti today. So people who don't have societal power and privilege, but have spiritual riches and deep richness of solidarity. So we get a new perspective, I think a beatitude perspective, on the reality that we're all connected and part of the same human family. So the purpose of the trips is to form relationships that bridge extreme gaps Carry a new way of seeing into our daily lives, and to discover what piece are we each called to carry to help heal the gaps in the world.
1: Right, and Jalaki, you are a citizen of Haiti. I'm curious how you, how did you start leading trips of perspectives there?
2: Well, Mike, I am a uh, cross cultural consultant and facilitator. I've been involved for the last uh, 20 and some, almost 30 years in uh, serving as a bridge between people of IT, and when I say IT is is Haiti, that's how we say uh, say the country, uh, and and the rest of the world. And um, it's been one of my passions, actually, to lead groups. uh, Years ago, there was the concept of a reverse mission. Uh, which um, led people from the greater north, including the United States, to to come to uh, countries of the greater south like Haiti, uh, and to to be with and and to learn and to live with, instead of uh, simply come to 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 help. And um, it's my understanding that many of the socioeconomic disparities and injustice uh, that we see right now in the world have been created historically uh, when uh, people met, people coming from different origin, and particularly from the North and and the South. And I believe that the healing of these uh, disparities and injustice will happen in the relationship, in healing the relationship between uh, people of the greater north and the greater th- the south, uh, rich people and poor p- and impoverished people and people of Haiti and people in, uh, of the U.S. So so it's a, it's a passion of mine. I believe that these uh, trips of perspective are participating to the healing of the world.
1: Thank you. And Kim, you've uh, led several trips to Haiti and lived there for a year in 2006 and spent much time in Haiti since. How did that relationship start for you?
3: Well, I had the chance to go on a trip of perspective in the mid-90s, and the preparation readings were very eye-opening to me. Um, I think what really stuck with me was spending a few days in the home of a rural Haitian family in a remote area on the island of Lagonav and sharing their lives for a brief time, uh, walking with people long distances to get water, doing a lot of laughing and crying, uh, sitting in circles with amazing grassroots leaders, some I've kept in touch with now almost 18 years later. And it really hit me in a new way that we don't live in different worlds. We live in the same world. And so our joy and our suffering are completely bound up together. So when I returned back to D.C., that same truth was really reinforced it challenged me to look at new ways that I needed to start to live that out more fully.
1: So both of you have led trips, I know, to places around the world. And you've co-led our trips, of perspective to Haiti many times. Why do you continue to make the journeys? And why do you think the trips are important?
2: For me, it's a, it's a matter of survival for humanity. It's serious business. Um, I uh, believe I, I can't quote him uh, literally, but um, Albert Einstein said something like, "You cannot solve a problem from the state of mind that created the problem." And I think that we are in a in a serious problem in uh, the world right now. And in order to um, reach and tap into a different state of mind that created the problem, we we need to 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 meet each other, we need to, to, to travel and, and, and um, meet uh, people who have different paradigms. Particularly for people of the United States or the greater north, IT is such a place. When uh, they come to IT, they are offered with a different uh, understanding of life, a different uh, way of uh, uh, seeing reality, of seeing the world, and I think that may uh, give some uh, elements of answers to the the great um, uh, problems that w- we're living as a, as a human family, IT and the US are like mirror countries and mirror uh, nations of uh, of each other. And what is abundant here lacks there, and vice versa, in, including in terms of of wisdom and and knowledge. And uh, so, uh, I think it's it's it's. Critical, as I said, it's a matter of survival for uh, us to reconnect and to be in in relationship that will create a transformation.
3: Mm -hmm. I would add to that the I agree with so much with Jalaki that inequities are profound in the world now. So at the same time, some of us benefit from great advances in medicine and mental health care, great education. We get to eat every day. We get paid for the work we do. We have a safe place to live. So at the same time that that's true, a great number, a growing number of our brothers and sisters close by and around the world do not have those things. And so I keep doing these trips because I believe that we have to have our hearts and eyes opened. And forming new relationships that cross these boundaries is a gift to personal transformation and is an absolutely critical part of the path for larger systems to change hmm.
1: so <laughs> with those uh, uh, very helpful glimpses of the big picture let's talk a minute of some of the about some of the day to day aspects of a trip of perspective, like how many people typically go at one time, how do travelers spend their time?
3: Well, we usually have a group that has between eight and ten participants we like to keep it small like that we arrive together and then the trip itself has three parts so the first part is a time for cultural orientation. we meet with great inspiring grassroots leaders and really really start to enter into the experience. The second is the heart of the time we stay in a rural community hosted by Haitian families and we In a small way, start to take part in life in that community. We learn about strengths. We learn about the struggles and suffering. We share stories with each other. We start to form relationships. And then the third part, ending the trip, we have a time of silence and reflection and start to work with how do we carry the new awareness, the new ways of seeing, into our ongoing daily lives. How might we use and share our time and resources and energy more freely from this experience.
1: So you don't go in to help paint a building or teach a Bible school or anything hands-on like that. Why not?
2: You know, Mike, mm, there is a, we, we call ourselves human beings, but I must tell you with, with respect and compassion that from a non-Western perspective, from many cultures... Outside of uh, the U.S. and Europe and North America, uh, people see Westerners more as human doings <laughs> and human mm-hmm. havings. It's as if the essence of being is is a little lost here. And uh, in in a country uh, like Haiti, we, we have a proverb, uh, a very simple proverb: "Bel bonjour, c'est passeport," in Creole, which translates into uh, a. Beautiful greetings is your passport. Mm-hmm. And greetings in uh, many, many cultures outside of the U.S. are much more important than, uh, than here. We, we believe that even if we are to engage in, in doing things, in sharing things, in, in collaborating, we need to connect first. We need to establish a relationship. And that takes time because we have different languages, we have different religions, we have different understanding. So it, we have to take an intentional time and process in getting to know each other, in connecting to each other, and in uh, uh, entering in a, in a relationship. And that's what the trips of perspective are uh, uh, partially before entering into Doing together or doing for
1: gotcha that makes sense, so i'm guessing you um, don't take things for people you know some folks you see taking food or clothing um, down with it why don't why not that
2: yeah, here again um, with with uh, I, I understand that uh, people of very good heart, very good intention uh, who come from. Places and background of, of, of privilege and having a lot want to, to share what they have with uh, people who apparently do not have. And, and uh, that's very commendable. However, um, I think uh, it's easy to understand that when you are on the receiving end for not only a, a lifetime but a generation. It's not creating much uh, uh, dignity uh, in the, the system that we're living right now, especially where um, peoples are evaluated to with what they have, well, if I receive all the time, it means, "I don't have you, have you're superior, I'm, in, I'm inferior." On top of that, when uh, what we receive are the, the, the reject of the, the rich society, the, the second-hand item. The, 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 the trash what what what, what people uh, don't want i'm not saying that all the help all what is given is second hand and, and is trash but we receive that too we receive mm-hmm. that too and uh, so it, it um it's too much it's too much we, those those gifts given with good heart are stuck in in our our throat and, and and we're choking and when you go to it you can you can see that on the other hand we want to offer, we have so many things to offer, many, maybe not uh, material objects, but we have things to share, and uh, we, we're thirsty for opportunities to, 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 to talk and to share our, our, our lives, our uh, histories, our wisdom with the world. And we, we have this hope when we have visitors, because it's uh, difficult for Haitian to, uh, to uh, travel abroad so when we have visitors we hope that uh, this uh, this will happen through the the relationship
1: yeah that makes a lot of sense hey uh, folks we're going to take a uh, quick break Uh, stay with us this is faith and money making the connection we'll be right back
0: We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up?
4: Want the inside scoop about what's going on in the social networks of art and entertainment? Tune in to Star Power Hour, brought to you by 4talent.com. We'll talk to the top professionals in the entertainment industry and find out what they're working on and what's next. Your host is James Barber, who has his finger on the pulse of the arts and entertainment world. Star Power Hour, brought to you by 4talent.com. Live every Thursday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel.
0: This is the home of the top life coaches, entrepreneurs, and success drivers. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. You are listening to Faith and Money, Making the Connection with Mike Little. To find out more about us, please visit our website at faithandmoneynetwork.org. That's faithandmoneynetwork.org. Now back to Mike Little and this week's show.
1: Many people on the trips of perspective that I've led find it really difficult to not have the main focus of the trip on helping or doing a project for someone. The spirit of the trip is more about learning from each other and often puts us as visitors in positions of receiving, receiving remarkable hospitality, for example. And that can be hard. Why do you think it's so hard for many of us to receive in these situations?
3: Mike, I think when we're in a setting of intense material poverty or we see struggle, of course we want to help. Even more so when receiving the abundant hospitality from folks in Haiti who have little materially. I remember walking by a house on one trip. We were invited in and offered some hard-boiled eggs. And the visitor with me leaned over and said, I cannot possibly take these. This is clearly the only food they have here. I knew we had to accept as difficult as that felt in that moment. And I walked past that home a few years later, and the grandfather called me over, and he said, Kim, that was the first time foreigners stopped and sat with us and learned our names and shared our food. Year after year, visitors rush by. He said they take photos of him in dirty work clothes, don't respect him enough to greet him or sit in his home. So, yes, it's very difficult to be a receiver on these trips, but I think being fully human means we have to figure out how to be free to give and to receive so a deeper spiritual gift can happen. When we shift from a stance of I have and you need, to more mutuality and solidarity, an essential respect that I too, as a visitor, have something to receive and learn and heal. If we can hang in through that dis ease and see the other as worthy of fullest respect and dignity, I know our giving will find its place. It will be way more abundant, it will have much greater impact.
1: Yeah. Well, you know we're faith and money network and connecting faith and money. Do you spend the whole trip talking about money?
2: <laughs> the subject of money comes up sometimes uh, by by necessity, but um, I know you know, Mike. You've been in IT and in other places. I can talk better of IT. Money is, or the lack of, is in your face at every corner, at every moment uh, of life in, 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 in IT. Uh, again, I think this is another um, beautiful example of the way how IT mirrors the uh, United States here in the U.S., uh, especially in, uh, well, I, I know big cities, I, I cannot talk about the whole United States, of course, but uh, you can see. The, the power of the money by, by what money does, but what, what money builds, but what money uh, creates. Mm-hmm. Uh, and sometimes what th- the destructive power of money is a little hidden. You, you, it's not in your face. Well, in IT, it's in your face. Um, um, you, you, you see first what money can destroy by its power, but you also see uh, what the lack of money uh, can uh, can do, and I'm sure I'm sure Kim Kim has witnessed that.
3: I remember uh, can think of a million images and stories, and I think I especially remember on on one trip way up in the mountains, uh, sitting with one of the most precious old women, and um, her house has a dirt floor, and um, sitting there for a while and. And after some silence, she said, you know, the proverb says, the rock and the water does not know the suffering of the rock and the sun. The rock and the water does not know the suffering of the rock and the sun. And then she said, you are the rocks in the water, but you see me as a human being, and you're here to understand some of my suffering, and and so I feel respected and so yes the topic of money and disparities is present throughout the trips but it holds so many different forms so many different forms
1: yeah that makes that makes sense what's one of the most joyous or beautiful things you've seen happen on a trip of perspective
3: gosh i remember one trip um Few days into the rural homestays, it was the night before a group was leaving, and everyone just started gathering outside under the stars. And people were telling jokes and stories, and one after the other, and it went on for hours and hours. The interpreters were jumping in to help, but people didn't really wait for the interpreters. It was just story after story, and everyone was laughing so hard they were in tears. And some of the stories were crying with the pain of them. And it struck me so much. It was a moment when barriers softened and people became more human to each other. And I visited that community many times since then, and people remember that evening. Um, And so do the folks who were on that trip. Some I've stayed in touch with, and they've shared this is many years since that that moment lodged in their hearts, and something broke open for them.
2: And and in it, I see again and again and again, almost in all trips, there is a a, a miracle that uh, that happens. You know, because of history, and because of the isolation that has. Uh, resulted um, from history the isolation of, of the, the Haitian people uh, we have all kind of myth all kind of ser- stereotype about uh, white people when i say white people i'm talking about westerners in general it's more a cultural thing than than a, than a uh, skin color thing right and and sometimes we even when we have time when we even uh, ask the the people who are going to be the host or the, the communities to, to tell us about the, the, the stereotype. And there are things that you hear that uh, all white people are greedy, you cannot trust them, uh, they, they're arrogant, they don't know anything about the world, they're inhuman, they don't respect people. Some people even say they, they eat other people, uh, which are things that we, we kept from, uh, from times of slavery. Um, hmm. And then, after a week together, it's completely uh, different. And people say, oh, I didn't know that white people could be human beings, that we could be friends with them, that they could respect us. Now, now we have a hope that, that maybe we're, we're going to be together and collaborate and, and, and change this world together. It's, it's, it's really a miracle.
1: It's fascinating that can happen in just a week, huh? Yes. Amazing. What, uh, what's one of the most heartbreaking things uh, you've seen happen on a trip of perspective?
3: Gosh, I think one of the most heartbreaking times uh, I've experienced are when people have put up, visitors in the group have put up such strong walls protecting their hearts from taking in the struggles and the suffering they see, that part of it that they also miss out on taking in the joy and the human connection. They just miss that human connection in trying to protect their hearts, and it's incredibly painful to see that happen.
2: Yeah, Yeah, I concur.
1: What do you think travelers are most surprised by? What have you seen?
3: I see people always surprised by the unbelievable hospitality in Haiti unbelievable hospitality and community solidarity Uh, there's such a strong dependency on god and one another for daily survival and there's a haitian proverb that says cooked food has no owner it is constantly astonishing to me to see that being lived out and continues to challenge me and i know it's always a surprise for travelers
1: Kim, I remember you telling me a story about uh, uh, when you were up in the mountains and M and M's. Do you remember that story?
3: I do, I do. When I was uh, there's a time there's a boy maybe ten years old who had been just incredibly helpful and support and and uh, was just working so hard. And I I thought, oh, I'm going to treat him with a little bag of M and M's just as a side thing. And um, just as a little way of saying thanks like I would do with any kid. And so I gave him this little bag kind of to the side. And and then over the next hour, I just saw child after child walking up a path, carefully holding one M&M in their hand so it wouldn't melt. And one after the next, just holding their M&M, walking up the path back to their house. And I thought, what is going on? And I went and found this little boy, and I... I said, I gave you the M&M's. Those were for you. And he looked at me like I had 20 heads and <laughs> so puzzled. And he said, I have mine. And he held up the bag with one M&M. He said, I have my M&M. And uh, it mm. blew me away.
1: Yeah. What a lesson. What a lesson. <laughs> Over, uh You know, a span of more than 30 years, uh, Faith in my Network has taken trips of perspective to places like India, Central Appalachia, here in the U.S., um, Baltimore, Haiti, of course, Kenya, Palestine, Israel, South Africa, Thailand, lots of places. And again and again, we've heard from people who have been on uh, our trips that they were truly a transformative experience, and that's quite a strong phrase, I would say, and not many things in life are truly transformative in what ways are people transformed what about a trip of perspective is transformative for so many people who take
2: one that's a very interesting and 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 somehow difficult question because uh like you have i've heard people uh Saying, telling about their transformation, and, and each of them uh, have a different uh, explanation. I think there is something about the modern Western uh, Northern Westerner uh, culture, which is 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 shattered when people go to the those other places, even in places in the United States, and. Um, if, if I give it a try, uh, I see two things. On one hand, uh, there's something in the culture here that tells people your culture is, is better than others, is, is, is superior, mm-hmm. you know, uh, in a sense. And uh, on the other hand, I think there's a, a void, a thirst for something deeper, something different, something, something deeply human that uh, some people at least uh, do not find here. And and I'm not even sure they can pinpoint, they can say exactly what it is. And so when they go to a place like Haiti and they uh, believe that they're they're gonna see only despair and and sadness and and, and suffering, and first they see a, a culture that is extremely strong, people are surviving, and it's 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 functional it's it it, it works for, 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 for the people so the the myth of superiority is is shattered there's something that, that is broken in the in the consciousness and then they feel this thing that they were they were looking for and, and it is it's fulfilled it's a, it's a, it's difficult to say it's a, it's a human deep connection at a, at a very subtle uh, level, but that is felt very tangibly it 's a mystery and mm-hmm. uh, yeah. and in i t mystery is really part of, of everyday life uh, very tangibly and and mm-hmm. I think that this mystery responds to a need that exists here and that is not fulfilled
1: yeah. I'm curious what happens in the local communities you visit in Haiti. Do the trips of perspective benefit those communities in, in any way?
2: I think so. Um, I think it happens over, uh, over time. Um, I wouldn't be able to say that one trip of uh, a week, and it's, it's not even a whole week that we spend uh, with the community, has sure. has a, a, a definite uh, impact on the community. It has an impact on on, on individuals, but I think, and I can see, uh, after several trips, there's there's a a huge transformation. I, I think it's uh, it's it's subtle, but it's it's. I think it's lasting and it, and it's yeah. deep, and it's again it's a it's a dispelling, of, of stereotype, which are, uh, both. About ourselves Haitians and about uh, the, the rest of the world, uh, we are conditioned again by history to believe that we are the reject of the world, we're worth nothing we are, we are, we're poor we're uh, incapable, uh, etc, and we have these uh, people who come to to visit us and they want to learn and and they respect our ways and they, they show interest and so we start to have a, another uh, vision of, of who we are. We, we start to remember mm. uh, who we really are as, as human beings, and at the same time the the uh, conception that uh, uh, white people, westerners, people from the north are are not exactly human beings. <laughs> you know they're arrogant. Uh, this is also dispelled because it's, it, it, it cannot hold. Uh, through the, the, the deep time that uh, we spend uh, together. And I think that this transformation is a seed for, uh, for, for greater uh, transformation at, 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 the, at a more global level. Uh,
1: later. Yeah. Chalki, what about the downside? Can such trips be destructive to a local
2: community? Certainly, there are risks. But there are always risks. Uh, fortunately, uh, the very nature and, uh, of the trips of perspective and the way they are led uh, minimize uh, those risks. Uh, I, th- I think that's, that's uh, important to know. W- one risk is, is simple to say, it's the, the, the meeting of people of different uh, cultures and languages May actually reinforce the negative conception that people have of uh, of each other. They may not understand their uh, intention, and uh, it it may it may create just uh, just uh, the opposite of uh, of uh, what we want. We have not I have not seen that happen often, but uh, I've seen that. And for example, we're talking about money um, when People who visit us do not understand that they need, at least for, for you know, the duration of the trip, they need to refrain from engaging in, in uh, transactions that, that involve money. Uh, you know, they, Maybe they want to help someone in the community and they give them money and then they leave and they don't know, they don't realize that it destroys the community, it, it, it creates conflicts uh, after they, they've gone and, uh, and it, it, it breaks the community apart.
1: You mean when, they, when someone would give money kind of to the side, not in front of, every, you know.
2: For example, yes. Yeah,
1: yeah, okay, gotcha. Hey folks, we need to take another break. Uh, stay with us. This is Faith and Money, Making the Connection. We'll be right back.
0: to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel.
4: When you make decisions, do you ever find yourself in doubt? Are you trying to figure out what's right with you? Are you ready to truly change your life?
0: Check out Life's Journey with Tim Manson, the 7-Minute Motivator. On the one part, we're all about changing minds, one heart at a time. Tim will show you how to overcome struggles in your life and come out winning, as Tim is overcoming his struggle with MS. On the flip side, Tim will show you how the power and spirit of the horse and equine-assisted learning programs can inspire and empower you to take that winning edge to a new level. It really is two shows in one. Tune in every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com listening to Faith and Money making the connection with Mike Little. To find out more about us, please visit our website at faithandmoneynetwork.org. That's faithandmoneynetwork.org. Now back to Mike Little and this week's show. Kim, I'm
1: wondering if you could speak to um whether or not our trips can be harmful to the participant, to the traveler
3: the trips can be costly to the traveler uh, in this sense. When a person's heart and awareness is opened in a new way during a trip, if they then return home and start to numb the experience because it might feel too overwhelming to know what to do or too hard to genuinely examine one's own choices and use of time and resources, the trip can become just another interesting experience that stays completely disconnected from our lives. Now, I believe that comes at a great cost to our inner spirits, which are created for connectedness. So I think it's essential that we find a small group, a spiritual support or a faith community that helps us bring the experience and other experiences like it into part of our ongoing life and helps us find ways close to home to continue to build relationships that bridge economic gaps. So the scene with new eyes happens over and over and over again.
1: So what kind of preparation do you uh, require of people taking a trip of perspective?
3: We have several months ahead. We provide a range of really thoughtful and challenging readings and videos different spiritual reflections. and They help people start to see the larger social context and complex, the links that are complicated between the U.S. and Haiti. And then at the start of the trip itself, we have really extensive cultural orientation.
2: And I think that cannot be emphasized too, too much. This is, this is fundamental for the potential uh, success, I, I would say, of, um, of the trip. So, so many uh, people uh, visit places like Haiti with no preparation, they, 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 don't know the cu- they don't learn about the culture, they don't know about history, they don't know about the language. History is absolutely uh, critical to uh, understand what you're going to see in the street, what you're going to see in, in people's homes, what you're going to uh, see how people are uh, relate uh, with each other and, and how they uh, uh, relate with you. You know, we, we talk about rich and poor, but, but poor communities have been impoverished by uh, a historical process. And, and wealthy communities have been enriched by the same historical process. And so when uh, people come to uh, IT And they've learned uh, about the history, they've learned about slavery, which has been called the, the original sin of the United States of America. And they understand a lot of things that you cannot understand if you just look at them. And by understanding how things came to be the way they are there, and how they are connected with the current, actually current situation. Back home uh, in in the US, for people who come from from the US, people come back with a with a greater awareness of of their own con- country, their own culture, and their own uh, environment and lives.
1: Yeah, I know my very first trip uh, into a place like Haiti, it was uh, to India. Uh, it was you know such an important and painful lesson what you're talking about, and but it helped to. Kind of, you know, take some of the scales off of my eyes and some of the things that I grew up in this culture. Kind of taking in, uh, so the again, the the history uh, is so important. I know too from leading these trips myself how much work we do as leaders before the trip even starts, and we visit, you know, two or three times to build the relationships, the respect we build for each other on those trips helps our hosts. Know who we are and what to expect when the group comes, we cover all the logistics, hire translators and and much more. say a word about what difference it really makes uh, to have that level of preparation for a traveler's experience.
3: we As you said, Mike, we spent a lot of extended time in in the hosting communities, which are part of the planning. And so, for these trips, every detail is really important. Um, we spend time with trusted drivers who really value the purpose of the trip. They're not simply driving; they're part of the part of uh, creating the spirit of the trip. Um, translators like Jaloki, who aren't just translators, language interpreters, and cultural interpreters, and all these foster a context that's grounded on respect and dignity and openness for learning and relationship building. And and I would say the same over many years uh, in D.C., welcoming groups there, uh, groups that say, I want to come and do a project and, uh, and say, well, what if the community that is welcoming us as visitors, uh, how about if that uh, we participate in something together? And um, and that's been difficult, I think, uh, and central in the US and and central in Haiti that the preparation is done well ahead and and uh, so from both sides coming together people really people really are, are ready for a uh, experience grounded in respect
2: and and along with uh, the all the logistics which as Kim says is, is very uh, very important and and we take great care to to uh, Think about details there is another uh, purpose for the, the preparation of the time we spend with the communities before uh, the group actually come to visit them and it's to to establish trust to to, to build trust. you know we asked people to to open themselves and to 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 uh, become vulnerable uh, to, to enter in relationship with, uh, with people who come from uh, uh, powerful countries. But unfortunately, uh, history, ha- this is counterintuitive for us, because history uh, has showed us that very often in the past, people who have opened themselves to uh, people who came from uh, powerful places in the north with, uh, with uh, pale skin have paid a, a great price and, 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 and often the price of their life. And so the natural... T- tendency, the natural attitude, for Haitians at least, uh, is to not open. Of course, they will always be uh, friendly and smile and, and, and welcome visitors as, as queens and, kin- and kings, because that's our culture, but they will not uh, go in, in their vulnerable spot and open to the real genuine uh, relationship if a trust has not uh, been uh, established before
1: so if we have uh, folks who maybe haven't traveled much and are interested I'd like to have you address just some of their maybe their possible logistical questions like what do you eat can I have my morning coffee where do you stay overnight is there any time for conventional sightseeing can someone with health issues manage on these trips
3: we stay in really nice simple safe really lovely Guest houses, very simple, at the start and the end of the trips. And then in the middle of the trips, we stay in the homes of rural Haitian families doing homestays, uh, each at two or three people with an interpreter. Um, we have filtered water with us all the time. Uh, we eat Haitian food that is delicious and prepared in ways that are safe for all to eat. We don't do conventional sightseeing, but... We do experience the beauty and richness of the country in a way that uh, I think is even is even greater than uh, a typical sightseeing. Um, spend a lot of time working closely with people interested in coming to talk about any health concerns or physical concerns to see is the trip a good match for them. Uh, we are accessible at all times by cell phone during the trips if someone has an emergency at home and and. If anyone loves morning coffee, then uh, you're in for the best treat of your life.
1: Mm-hmm. That's right. That's right. Kim, you shared uh, how your first trip of perspective literally reshaped your life. What have you seen other people uh, do with their experience once they return?
3: I've seen so many different ways people have worked with the reality that I think they leave the trip with a reality And hopefully it's part of what we take in that we all have power. Um, Learned this from our Haitian colleagues and folks working in Haiti. We all have power. How will we use our power and influence when we come home from a trip like this? And so some people have really grappled with that question. They've gotten more involved in organizations that address homelessness or health care in their own communities back home. They become... uh, more outspoken advocates. Uh, I know some people have started small groups at their churches or congregations to work more seriously with discovering what is that sense of call in their own lives. Um, I know some who've returned back to Haiti many times and joined with groups there that are working with Haitians for long-term change. And and for some people, I think the trip... Uh, becomes a disconnected experience so I think it's it's a whole range and uh, and each person really has to find what's their path that comes from it
1: Mm -hmm. I know on the last day of one of our trips of perspective we have a debriefing time it's one of my favorite favorite parts of the trip what would you be just so delighted to hear a trip participant to say
2: Oh, I love it when uh, I hear people say, I see how we're connected now. I see how history is so uh, important uh, for the present, and I want to learn, go back home and learn about my own history.
3: Mm. I get really excited when people start to share things like, uh, wow, I see now that my resources and money are not the only answer to changing poverty. I, I... I see people I thought were the most desperate have a beauty and power that I don't have with all my material possessions.
2: And when people say, I understand now that uh, uh, we in the powerful countries where, where we thought we had, had all the uh, knowledge, we have to learn other uh, worldview, other way of uh, of, of of seeing reality, we don't have all the answers. We need uh, answers from other people too. Yeah.
3: Yeah. For me, I've been really moved when I hear people say, "Well, I understand. I see my faith differently from standing outside of sort of centers of power and looking in. I I understand what my my faith is saying something different to me now." Yeah.
2: And, and when the visitors um, let go of the, the need to, to fix other people, what comes to my mind is the, the famous quote from the Aboriginal activist group uh, from uh, Australia uh, who said, if, you, if you've come here to help me, you're wasting our time. But if you have come because your liberation is bound up with mine, then let us work together.
1: Uh, Yeah, yeah. Kim and Jalki, thank you so much for making the people of Haiti come alive for us today. You are leaving us with the real joy and transformative possibilities of making a trip of perspective, encouraging us to take the risk and make the journey to meet our neighbors in Haiti or another part of the world. Thank you very much.
2: Thank you. Thank you, Mike. Thank you, Kim. Thank you, everybody.
1: So... What specific actions can we take to begin to see our neighbors through new eyes? As a first step, read We See From Where We Stand by David Diggs, available on our website. David has lived and worked in Haiti through Beyond Borders, which helps build movements to liberate themselves from oppression and isolation. He writes, when we are new to Haiti, half of what we see makes no sense, and the most important things we can't see at all. But the closer we stand with the poor, the more we can see from their perspective. The article is a wonderful supplement to the wisdom shared today by Kim and Jabo If you're willing to take a bigger step, attend worship at a non-English speaking church in your area. Is that outside your comfort zone? Good. That's our intention. That's often what it takes to see through new eyes. Take a friend with you if that would help. You may not be able to understand the words, But worship in our faith takes many common forms, and you will know in your heart what is happening there. Imagine how it must feel to people who often find themselves in a situation where they can't understand the language around them. Such imaginings, such empathies are key to building solidarity. Our challenge step today is, of course, to actually take a trip of perspective with Faith and Money Network. We post upcoming trips on our website, faithandmoneynetwork.org. Or we're willing to schedule a trip for a small group from your church or community. Because the shift in perspective can be seismic, it is often helpful to have someone to talk to when you get home, someone who shared the experience and can understand that you are seeing through new eyes. The first trip is a leap of faith for most people, but you have heard today how worthwhile that leap can be as we seek to strengthen our solidarity with God's people. We invite you to learn more about us on our website and sign up to receive our newsletter by email. Let us know about your joys and challenges by sending me an email at mike at faithandmoneynetwork.org. Thank you for sharing this time with us today. You are now part of the Faith and Money Network, joining together to live into God's economy of enough for all, of solidarity and of action grounded in love. Blessings on the journey.
0: Thank you for joining us this week on faith and money making the connection please tune in again next monday at 9 a.m pacific time noon eastern time for another edition with your host mike little on the voice america empowerment channel take a step this week to let your faith shape your money choices